<coughs> hey. Hey, you. Did you know that after the production of the Lord of the Rings trilogy concluded, Viggo Mortensen actually bought the horse that he rode on? This one actually comes from my dear friend Finny on Twitch. Did you guys know that the term Easter egg actually started on Rocky Horror Picture Show after they had an Easter egg hunt on set and couldn't find all of them? Thereby revealing throughout the film that there are multiple Easter eggs just hidden in the set. Did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> well, check it out. You can find it in the links inside the episode descriptions or at our official website. It's a great way to support the show and even get yourselves shouted out at the end of every month. It really helps us out and we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you that supports us. But for now, honestly, I really hope you just enjoy this episode. Dude, real talk. I fucking love our theme song. <laughs> I mean, it kind of slaps my guy. Like, dude, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't even listen to rock anymore. I'd listen to that shit in my car. Right? Yeah, dude. That's what I'm fucking saying. Um, hi everybody. So we're back with. Uh, well, we're back on the timeline because we just did Spider Man into the Spooderverse. No, we didn't. We did across the Spooderverse. Um. Anyway, Lindsay is not here today. You guys might have noticed she is actually at the Red Sox game. Uh, doing family fun things. So I felt it was necessary to bring in someone who knew just as much about Top Gun as I did uh, for a movie that I know just as much about the military about this one as he will. So Andrew, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it. Happy to be here again. I mean, first time it was horror movies and Top Gun. And now it's uh, aliens independence day, dude. Oh man. There are some alien movies that I am uh, pretty hyped for later down the line in the uh, timeline. I know. I'm actually, I, I need to go back and add them too. Speaking of aliens, I actually need to make sure that Space Jam gets added to the fucking timeline. Oh, I don't know why. Yes. I can't believe it's not on there. I don't know why. But any hoodles, yeah, we are here to talk about Independence Day. Um, the alien invasion epic known as Independence Day, or for some, just ID4, was a box office smash hit and instantly became a staple amongst both my summer blockbuster greatest hits, as well as the top grossing film of 1996, which should shock fucking nobody. I mean, literally <sighs> this, everybody knows this movie. If you don't know, know this movie, I mean, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah. It's insane, dude. Like, this was a huge deal. I remember having, like, so many of the toys for these. Like, one of the coolest toys was this little... It was, like, a figure of the alien inside the body armor. And you could pin this... Or, like, push this pin on the back. And he opened up to show the mini alien inside. Dude, I thought they were the coolest fucking things. And their ships looked so badass. Man, I loved this back in the day. Because I've always been, like, an aliens kid. Because my family lived in Nevada. So, like, you know, if you live in Nevada, you everybody's got a little bit... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they didn't live anywhere near near, uh, Vegas or anything, but still, like, I've always been an alien guy. I was pretty hyped. I loved this stuff. I think I was, like, five when it came out, but I remember rewatching it, like, I think the first time I watched it was probably in, like, the early thousands, and then I watched it, I think, with the Boy Scouts, Mm. and uh, we all just kind of got hyped on it and talked about how much we want to kick alien ass, and that's pretty much how it's been since. 
Except I'm now, let me sure. clarify, just for my alien overlords, I don't want to kick your ass anymore. Come <laughs> hang out. I mean, look, I'm just saying, if you want to abduct me, don't put anything in my butt, and I'm happy about it. Look, dude, I for a long time, what is it, in 2020, when we had those silver pillars just appearing all over the desert in oh, like dude. different places? Like, dude, I was like, this is it, man. This I was is- so hyped. I know. Dude, bring me on the mothership. I'm so down. Like ready. Dude, our, <laughs> dude, that would be so fun, man. Yeah. I'm so here for it. Well, and that's that's one of the keys, like the cornerstones of this episode is going to be a question about that. So um we'll get into it in a minute. But to give you guys the background on the film, it was directed by Roland Emmerich, uh, written by Emmerich and Dean Devlin, and starring an all-star cast of people there are so many people in this movie i actually forgot that randy quaid was in this at first um but yeah starring will smith bill pullman jeff goldblum judd hirsch and randy quaid before he went fucking nuts um even though he is fucking nuts in this movie and music and score composed by and this is very necessary you guys know we don't conclude this every time but it is very necessary in this um film because it absolutely makes the film uh composed by david arnold and i'll get this one out of the way really quickly no i won't i'll get into it in a minute um but the plot let me tell you guys what this movie is about for the like three of you that don't remember because it truth be told this is a very generic and very straightforward plot um when a massive alien vessel appears above earth spewing out smaller still massive ships all over major cities across the planet. Mankind quickly becomes the outgunned on the run insects. The invaders believe them to be that is until that is however, until humanity remembers its greatest strength, the will to survive, which is ridiculous on paper, but it's like, it's so true. There have literally been dissertations written about if this is exactly what would happen. I think the ones that are in the dissertation are like based on time, like how if they don't kill us right away, then that's the problem because like we always have that adaptability and that like how long is it going to take for us to re-engineer their tech and then start killing them with it? Because I mean, Mm -hmm. that's literally what our thing is, man. Like we're adaptability. That's how humans are. Adapt to survive. That's uh, what is it that uh, what's his name? Bear Grylls says adapt, overcome or something like that. It's like the three step thing or whatever. It's like adapt, overcome, succeed or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But that's how it is, dude. That's that's how it is. And I mean, these aliens learn the hard way. Well, and that's so and we'll get into it, too. But like that's kind of the cornerstone of the second movie from 2016 was that the whole start of it was we reverse engineered their tech and became like more readily available to deal with them. Um, Now, before we go into it, where you can stream, this is fucking nowhere. Yup. Yeah. This is, this actually kind of irritated the shit out of me. It's available on premium subscriptions like showcase or um, Hulu and stars. But otherwise, you're going to have to rent this. And I can't believe that. I can't believe this is nowhere. I'm, I kind of can because it was created by 20th Century Fox and 20th Century Fox doesn't exist anymore. Um, but that I would think it would be on Disney Plus at the least. Yeah, man. I mean, it kind of like it took me a sec to find it. But, uh, you know, you didn't say there is. Well, I was going to try to avoid that, but that is what I ended up doing. I, I did put on my pirate hat and, you know, hit the high seas, but that's fine. Uh, I'm glad that my computer didn't end up getting cancer from it, but you mm, know, true. 
I would have watched it on Netflix. Like I have the stuff, but it's just nowhere to find. That's, I think I'm like, I'm noticing that about a lot of 96 movies, like a lot. Well, honestly, a lot of the latter nineties movies are like that. They're either like, they're only on one. And as soon as I like, we go to watch it, it's about to leave. So I'm like, Holy fuck, dude. Like we got to do this like right now. Or it's like, you have to rent it or you have to have a premium subscription to like stars or showbiz or fucking whatever. It's just, why would you, I don't get why you paywall shit like that. Like, I've got to have a VPN, movie. man, because I, I bet know. we could find this stuff in like, you know, Japan or something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I ultimately, I'm glad I did end up finding it because it was a good memory lane, man. I had, yeah. I had not seen this movie in shit. I mean, like 15 years. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, probably it's been, been like 10 time. or 15 years for me for sure. It's definitely no, a good yeah. trip down memory lane. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I did too. Um, Actually, yeah, let's let's jump into the the timeline and get uh, what 96 has given us. So, yeah, it's 1996. Still, again, here, still, now. Um, For historical context, eBay, quote, opens its doors to become the first online auction website in history. And I put this one in here specifically because Andrew and I are fucking nerds about this shit. Uh, IBM's Deep Blue defeats chess champion Gary Kasparov. Damn, which is the dude, first time that ever happened. Yeah. Damn, dude, we're all going to die at AI, man. I know, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Well, what is it like? It's like five years after this is the first time we let an AI uh, travel the internet. Oh, and dude, that was a bad idea. <laughs> was such a terrible idea. Um, for Rotten Tomatoes scores, Independence Day got a 68% on the tomato meter, which I feel like for a sci-fi action thriller is pretty on par for the 90s. Um, and 75% audience score, which I, f- I actually kind of feel is kind of low. Same. I, I, I'm honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing that. I would have thought that would be higher, to be honest. I would have given it at least a B minus at the very least, like 81, 82%. Like, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of shocking to me. Um, Oscar winners and nods. This film actually was nominated for two Academy Awards, best sound and best visual effects, but it ultimately only won for best visual effects. However, this is the first time I've ever noticed this happening. Um, this movie did win a fucking Grammy for David Arnold's composition of the film. Like I've never heard of a film score winning a Grammy before. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I think I thought that was awesome. I mean, if I feel like that has to be a regular thing because yeah, if Harry it's Potter didn't, be. Oh, I know. Like Harry, if Star Wars didn't, if Jurassic Park didn't, if yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's got to be a fucking John Williams has to have like ninety-seven Jeez, Grammys. Like, He's got to have a whole room just full of shelves of like shit. And like, oh god, that man is so amazing. And this is my awards room, all of you. Yeah, pal, and this pal is the award, and this is the award I won for having an awards room. And yeah. like, <laughs> I just feel like that's so fucking nuts, man. Behold my greatness. Yeah. Um. Here's something that's even cooler considering we just a couple weeks ago, we just did Titanic. Um, the top grossing film of 2000 or 2000 of 1996. I already said it. It was this movie. Um, it made $817.4 million worldwide. Jesus, that's a lot of money, but here's the wild shit. 
it only cost $75 million to make. When you put uh, that in perspective, Titanic cost two or cost a hundred million to make. How? Yeah. That is nuts. Okay, now first off, when you said Titanic, I had to actively fight to not sing the song. I know. But <laughs> I think that's just a I think that's just a natural human reaction. It is. However, I don't see how it's possible that this could have cost less to make than Titanic. Yeah. By like, like by nuts. growth standards, the only reason that Titanic wins is it broke a billion. But this game's so damn close, like it's insane. I just don't understand. Like, oh well, it's a lot longer, maybe. Yeah, I no, mean, maybe that's it. Tit- well, okay, so like Titanic, Titanic's like three hours long. Isn't yeah, it? it's. I think it's like. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, think I think that's the only like, thing, probably runtime, because I, yeah. I honestly like in regards to shots. I think this had to have been a lot more difficult. And VFX back in the day was crazy expensive. And there was a ton it of it. It was. Yeah. Especially because we still are three years off of the Phantom Menace. So like, and this wasn't done. If memory serves, I do not believe this was done by industrial light and magic, which was like the leader and still is the leader in visual effects. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think, I think you and I might disagree on this. I don't think this movie looked that bad. I don't, I don't think, think it looked bad. There are moments where I'm like, what the fuck? But like, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm going to be fair. There were some moments like that. Yeah. Like, uh, like when we were, I'm going to go back to Top Gun. Like they were in the middle of that crazy, amazing fight scene, you know, in the or dog yeah. fighting. And then it zooms in on like this really shit Gatling gun yeah. that like some guy <laughs> put on the back of his truck for like yeah. two seconds. I still think the most jarring movie, like move, uh, sorry, moment like that in movie history though, is the Hobbit when they're like, oh, Oh my god! The f- where they the GoPro scene, the GoPro? Where they just like throw a GoPro into the water for like half a second. You're like, wait a minute, hold on, what the hell yeah. is happening? And it's it's so like, is this like the Hobbit summer camp like fucking promotion or something? Like it was so it was so fucking out of place, dude. Like I nothing think, will ever beat that. I don't think anything will ever beat that. No, and I didn't have any moments like this. I that in this film, I do think. I didn't get pulled out at any point. And that's the thing I will say. So there were a few moments with like, you know, not great VFX. It's the nineties, mm. but that said, none of it like pulled me out. I wasn't like watching it. And I was like, Oh my God, that was so shit that i like stopped thinking about the movie. The only time that, that well here, I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, so the last thing is obviously sequels and remakes. And in 2016, we did actually get a sequel to this movie called Independence Day Resurgence, which was released to abysmal reviews and was considered a box office bomb by all accounts, which is incredible because 20th Century Fox at the time wanted to begin a major franchise of these movies, like creating multiple sequels. And I, it's not, first of all, 20th Century Fox is owned by Disney now, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it is kind of fucking crazy that I mean, there weren't was a- aliens in vogue at the time too. Like, wasn't yes. that when, um, Oh shit. What was that movie? The one where they're in LA, it's like out battle LA or something like that. Battle LA. And that was, like, like, I think that was like 2011, 2012. Like, I know there was a run in the 2010s where aliens were like the yeah. thing. I mean, was there was, we <laughs> and I mean, I look, I was about it, but, um, like I oh, never even watched crazy. that. I don't even remember that. I do want to talk about it if you do that, by the way, but I still want to do the fourth kind more, but oh, if yeah. they like, I don't even know what happened with that. I think it might've been a uh, marketing thing too, because I don't remember that even happening. Like I didn't remember yeah. that there was a sequel. I've never seen it. Oh, like, I, I remember there was know. a sequel. 
because everybody was like, wow, what the fuck? Like this just looks like a cash grab. Well, that was like, that was my thought. I never saw it. Um, I probably should just cause I did have to read up on it and you do find out I did, like, I did find out like what it's about and what happens and shit, but also I had no desire to really see it. Cause that's now we're getting into like Jurassic world and fucking like the new blade runner sequel. And stuff. like, everything was just getting a sequel. And I was like, I don't, I, don't I mean, maybe they just jumped in sequel. at the wrong time. I mean, Probably. I don't know, but I just never watched it. I, We'll see. I'll give it a watch. Honestly, I watching this, I was like, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I'll give the second one a watch. And I mean, judging by what you're saying, it'll probably be ass, but I, yeah, you know, who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it for the timeline. Let's get into the actual movie. So I want to start with the real shit. Like, obviously there are, there was a fighter squadron called the black Knights. It was a fighter squadron of FA FA 18 Hornets um, called black Knights. And that's the, um, that's the squadron that Will Smith is a part of in the beginning of the movie. But I'm curious how much of the like deep space detection stuff that we have is real because that's basically how the movie starts is that dude playing golf or like practicing his putt. And then he gets an alert of like incoming and I'm like, well, okay, how fucking, and this is where my nerdiness yeah, comes that's in. Why I'm like, I'm like, take it away, Andrew. That's all, literally so, all my note says is what's real. What's not Andrew. Take it away. <laughs> so first off. Okay. SETI is real. Okay. So it's a search, yeah, right. for, search for extraterrestrial intelligence it is a very real organization and it is very serious. They're like, they don't joke about, you know, what they do and they show them as kind of bumbling a little bit and that's fine. Everybody expects, you know, Oh, anybody looking to aliens. That was like aliens back in the day. Weren't taken seriously. Like they are now Yeah, because like right now, apparently like everybody's oh, like, Oh, we right the fuck now. literally here. But I mean, I don't know about any of that, but the, the point is, is that SETI is very real. They take their job very seriously. They have multiple, uh, telescopes they do a lot of radios uh radio work they have two methods that they look for stuff there's passive and then there's active um search and passive is obviously what you think it is you literally just sit there and you you know listen to what's coming and if you hear you know if you're sitting one day and then you hear like some alien talking on the other line you're gonna be like oh what the hell right but and then there's <laughs> active right i mean that's ideally that's how it's going to happen but there's active which is actually a lot more controversial because there's people like stephen hawking who are super against this which is when you're actually sending out um like responses so you're picking an area of the sky where you think there might be habitable planets and you're literally beaming waves out there being like hey there are humans here like right. you know there's you know we're if you want to talk we're here to hang out and you know a lot of people were you know, pretty against that because they honestly, they think that something like friggin' independence day is going to happen, yeah. that they're going to show up and they're going to be like, Hey, we want your planet, which I think that's calmed down a little bit with uh, the James Webb and stuff like that, where we found a lot of other planets that are habitable. So mm -hmm. there's a lot less like, Oh, you know, earth is like the only habitable planet. There's a lot more habitable planets. So I think yeah, isn't something like 738 within like just Andromeda scope of view or some shit like that. Like, 
I don't remember the numbers, but I know that Kepler found a ton and then yeah. James Webb is finding even more. So I know that I think that's like that controversial aspect has gone down a little bit, but SETI is very real and they're, they take their job seriously and you know, they got shit on a little bit in this movie, but Hey, it was the nineties. You know, that's what do you expect? I think that with my, here's my biggest problem. And this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. So they say it's the quarter, it's a quarter the size of the moon, right? The mothership. That's the exact quote. It's a quarter the size of the moon. Right. First of all, Bro, how do you not notice that until it is like right next to the moon? Oh, I know, right so fucking on top of you? To give you an idea, this is going to be blotting out stars. So like, let's say that you're some like amateur astronomer in your backyard. You have a basic telescope. You're wanting to look at like uh, Orion or something, and it's just one of the stars is gone. Like, even if you can't see the ship, like, you know, let's say it's like cloaked or some shit, which it wasn't, mm-hmm. but let's say it is. If you, it's blotting out stars, somebody's going to notice. And I don't know if anybody's ever looked out in the sky, but the moon's a little big. Yeah. So the fact that they don't notice until it's literally like right behind the moon, I was kind of like somebody is either shit at their job yeah. or like, you know, I get it. They've got to do it for the movie. But at the same time, I was like, who's fucking up here? Like, this is like a serious concern. So the funniest part about this is like not to use like an even shittier scientifically inaccurate movie, but in Armageddon, like they don't find this Texas sized asteroid until it's only like 18 days away. Yeah, I that's its own thing. But like, okay, Texas is Texas. The moon is one sixth the size of Earth. I know. I mean, that shit's big. I mean, we're going to be noticing like gravitational anomalies when that shit's coming closer. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to. Okay, like given it's not going to be, you know, causing any like, you know, cities to fall over or anything like that. But like the tides might be getting a little bigger. Somebody's going to be like, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, they've got stations where they measure gravity and shit. Like that's a real thing. And not just gravitational waves. I mean, literally gravity. Like we can tell where on earth that gravity is denser. Like it's a thing. And like your figure, they're going to notice. And again, this is like the super complicated instruments. I think who would find this would probably be some asshole like me in their backyard with a telescope. Oh, 100%. Like, it's just like, hey, SETI. So uh, I can't see Beetlejuice anymore. I don't know if it exploded or something, <laughs> but like we might have a problem. Man, like we'll if, that shit. You know, if one day like the North Star disappears, it's probably going to cause some problems. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's <laughs> just like a corner of the Little Dipper is just fucking gone. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't explode. It's just gone one day yeah. and then shows up the next day. They're like, yeah, so it was gone for a day. Like, you know, I don't know why, but it just was. <laughs> Look into that. Yeah, somebody should probably call somebody. Like, I don't know. But that was like the first thing that set me off in this movie. I was like. Okay, like that's really big. Like you figure somebody would notice that, but because at first I forgot that there was a mothership. So I figured like yeah. that one of the, because again, it'd been 15 years since I watched this. So I was like, I'd forgotten there was like a bunch of ships, right? So I was like, oh, it's just going to be that one ship that's like, you know, over LA or whatever. The disc, or yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they talk about the mothership and I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Hold yeah. up, hold up. Wait, it's a quarter the size of the moon. Okay. And the other thing is when they, that was the other thing that tripped me out is they go flying into the uh, the mothership or whatever, and they yeah. get to like the center of the mothership, and it takes like three minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how fast is that ship going? Oh, that yeah. They go like, but you know that was whatever. There's always something like that because there was another moment. We talked about this in Top Gun, and there was another moment like oh, that. When they're spinning out. Yeah, exactly the same thing in this movie. And I just, dude, I have to talk about this. I don't. I have to jump forward because we were talking about the, sh- the planes. 
there is a moment in this movie that instantly made me go like, bro, what is what? Okay. It's where, first of all, Jimmy is a shit pilot. So oh, he's like, fucking terrible, dude. Like, what is he doing out so there? Will Smith. All right. Like he's doing his thing, whatever. And they're like, they're fighting the, the aliens for, okay. You know, they've got their dog fight going and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then they have this moment and he's happened back to back. So they have the moment where they're like over the city and then they're instantly over open desert. Like, Instantly, 0.2 mm-hmm. seconds later. And I'm like, okay, the same thing happened in Top Gun, but whatever, we'll let this go. And then, like, I'm not kidding. It's less than 10 seconds later where they're like, he's like, I can't shake him. And he's literally flying in a straight line right next to Will Smith. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you're trying to run away by going in a perfectly straight line yeah. right next to your friend. And Will Smith is like, he's like going to do evasive maneuvers. And Will Smith is like, don't, your plane will break up. I'm like, he's flying in a straight line. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, he has to do something. Like, I, dude, that was just one of the things where I was like, bro, why do they do this in every movie? And at least in Top Gun, when they're pulling evasive maneuvers, they're actually doing shit. But in this one, he's like, I can't shake him flying in a straight line, like five feet from the ground. And I'm like, my guy, Jimmy, I am sorry. Like, you're a shit pilot. You had to die. Will Smith is better than you. I know you guys were homies, but you were never going to make it in the first place. The president of the United States, who has not flown in a plane in like you know, fucking 20 years or whatever, oh, I know. is still a better pilot than you. Yeah. A drunk shithead from, you know, from <laughs> fuck nowhere <laughs> is a better sure. pilot than you. Like, you can't you can't be in the rest of this movie. They had to kill him off because he was such a shit pilot. Nothing well, they're super dead. So to let you guys know, by the way, because they fly out of, um, essentially they fly out of, um, the Marine Corps air station in El Toro, which is basically Irvine, California. Um, the grand Canyon is almost two hours away from El Toro. (laughs) So by plane by, yeah. So what in the literal, (laughs) dude, these guys are booking it. If they make it to the Grand Canyon in like three turns, like I don't even, shit. I don't know if that was the Grand Canyon. I don't even know it where is. that was, but like, okay, if it's the Grand Canyon, here's another problem. Those salt flats that they're on that he just magically shows up. Those are in Nevada. Yeah. So like I, they're all over the place, which again, it's, I don't care because it's a, you know, it's a, a freaking one of these movies, but those are the Bonneville salt flats. And I know that for a fact because I race cars there, mm-hmm. but like, that was just one of those things where they kept jumping locations. And I'm like, my guy, like just pick a spot. So here, this is exactly how it's broken down in the script. Um, Aliens arrive with shielded fighters to decimate the human fighter squadron and military bases, including captain Hillers Hiller and his co-pilot lure enemy fighters into the grand Canyon before ejecting from his plane, blinding the fighter using his parachute and causing the alien to crash before his co-pilot is killed. So he ejects and he is just, he, dude, my guy was smoking. He's going oh, yeah. from the Grand Canyon to the Bonneville Salt Flats. Like, yeah. he is booking it. He, he's I, out like, there, dude. Also, his his landing, I think it's funny because everybody jokes about, like, he just crumples to the ground. Like, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, okay, hold up, hold up. You're not supposed to crumple like that. Well, okay, so that, he's roll. just like a body. Yeah, but, like, the, you're he, not supposed to try guy, and land on your feet. Yeah, but that guy did not roll. So, like, one of the big things is roll. Like you have to roll that guy. If that dude, like I know it was a dummy, oh, like, it has, it's, dummy. but if it wasn't, that is. guy's broken his back in like oh nine God. places. Dude, his tailbone, his rib cage, his fucking knees are in his rib cage. Like, no, dude, that guy's fucking 
even if he survived that, he's probably not walking properly for maybe two years. That like, said, that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I like the welcome to earth line. Yeah. That is one of those lines. That's like, to me is like quintessential movie lines. Oh yeah. Like that is sure. one of those lines that is like you know, an all time, like one liner. Yeah. Like I, dude, I did. I completely forgot about that. And here's the other thing that I wanted to add that I thought when I saw that they did a really good job on those aliens. They did. They look really awesome. And that's like another thing about this is like the practical effects used on this are fucking incredible. Yeah. They genuinely did a fantastic job. And the scene in the, when they're under, uh, 51 area 51 and he's got him by the neck and he's like talking through him. That was actually spooky. Yeah. Like they did a good job. Like I, you know, I generally am like, you know, not as forgiving for older movies, but like they did a great job here. Like I thought the effects for at least the practical effects, you know, obviously the VFX is going to look dated, but the practical effects, they did a fantastic job that aliens look spooky. The, uh, you know, they, that scene where he's like talking through his, uh, through the other guy's dead body. That was actually like scary. I was like, damn, yeah. like this oh, is so like a big moment. Just cause you said it because everybody assumes that Dr. Oaken is dead. Um, he's not, he's actually in the sequel, but the movie very clearly makes you think that he died after his, uh, strangulation encounter with the soldier or the, the soldier alien. Like it's very obvious he's supposed to be dead, but he's somehow still alive. They check his pulse. That's what I'm saying. Like, but fucking he's in the second one. So like, like why? Well, I I guess there's cloning tech, you know, there must be, I mean, do they reverse engineer all of that tech? But that's like so that I, that's the other thing that I really liked about the way that the aliens work in this movie is they communicate through like holding him because it's telling them to release me. Yeah. But then it also like telepathically jumps into Whitmore's head and he's like, I saw it all. They're basically locusts. Yeah, that was like, dude, that's wild. And they're like, um, He's like blowing out his ears or whatever, but in his yeah. brain. So he's like tripping out. And I, I think that like, that was a really interesting way to go about it because mm-hmm. one, it makes it a lot scarier. Like if the aliens talked, I think that would have made it a lot corny. I feel like, like that would have just been so stupid. And they have that very Protossian Eldarian vibe where they don't have mouths. Yeah. And I actually like that a lot. Yeah, I think that – oh, the other thing that I thought was really cool was making their sclera, like their eyes, uh, silver. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I was like – I don't know why that was like a small detail, but I was like, damn, like that's that's yeah. like – I thought it was pretty interesting and I thought it was pretty spooky. I think they did a great job. I loved all the scenes with the practical effects. I loved the scene um, on the salt flats where he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's dragging him in the fucking parachute. In the parachute. He's like, he he's just like a him. random truck. Yeah. yeah. He's like so pissed. He's like, I'm going to drag your ass to the desert. I could be at a barbecue right now. I was like, dude, you know, and it's I the really realest thing that. too. Yeah. Because dude, he, that's the thing. He's like, he's just so pissed. He's like, that's one of the things that's like, uh, I love when they write lines like that, where it's like, you know, very simple, but very like, oh, this is exactly what I'd be thinking. Like, oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I could be chilling right now. I'm out here. It's hot as hell. Like, but you got me out here. I'm having to drag in your dead body out here, dude. I, oh, and I thought he, I do again, watching this movie for the second time. I experienced a lot of stuff like for the first time again, it's been 15 years. I thought he was dead and he's like dragging his so body. But, yeah. And then he's like, turns out he's not dead. I was like, damn. Okay. Like, yeah. Shit. So I thought. 
I was like, because that's how he gets into Area 51. He's like, y'all want to see what I got or whatever? And yeah. which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, but I thought because Oaken says there's two other aliens there and they're the they're the soldiers from the ship that they caught in 47 is what he says. And they've been doing experiments on it and all that shit. Um, I thought there were three. There so were three total. So right, it's right. the soldier that Will brings and the two that were already in the facility plus the fighter. No, they had three in the tanks. I'm telling you, they had three in the tanks. Ooh, they maybe had, they did. So if I remember right, they had two in tanks and the line is these two were dead when they when we got to the ship and then this one died a few days later. And then Uh-oh. that one was the most intact. And then those are the ones that are in the like, uh, like the vats of like formaldehyde or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Uh, the back to tanks, and then they pull in, <laughs> and then they pull in this the third one. I mean, the fourth one. The fourth. And okay, he's you're right. The one that's yeah. still alive. Yeah, you're right. I forgot he tells them that the two of them died on impact. That's right. Shit. Because they're like that's the whole thing when they're explaining that they're they're pretty much just like us in the sense that they breathe oxygen and all that kind of stuff. The only right. difference is that they communicate telepathically. Mm-hmm. Which again, if I swear, if they had, they, I I thought that they were going to go the route where they could talk. And I was going to be like, oh, this is immediately going to go bad. Like, this is immediately going to go corny. And then they went the telepathic route. And I was like, dude, this is so much better. Like, immediately. Because then it makes it scary. Then it makes them, like, so much more mysterious. Like, all this kind of other stuff. And, like, I just genuinely thought they did the aliens really well. I liked the uh, architecture of the ships. I liked the... um, The mothership was kind of weird. Like, I liked the way it was designed. But I was also like, it's really just, like, big and hollow. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They, I think they were going after like a beehive kind of look. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's effective, but there's that moment that um where they have all of the um like they have the landing party that's like underneath the like reverse cone thing where he yeah. attaches. And I was like, dude, I forgot about that. They had like the whole landing armada. Mm-hmm. Like they were like literally getting ready to invade, like right before that uh, they close the door and he, you know, they barely get out and yeah. then they, you know, detonate the nuke and all that. I, dude, I thought that um, I, the one of the things that I like remember just like vibing with throughout the movie is, well, not throughout the movie, but through their interactions with Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, they vibe really well. Yeah, they do. Screen. And actually right. it's so now is a good time to bring in one of the rumor requirement things. Um, almost all of Jeff Goldblum's dialogue with Will Smith was improv. They just played off each other. Dude, they just it feels so supernatural. Well. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, and Jeff Goldblum's dad is the fucking I love best. his dad, dude. Oh dude, my god. He's just like he is the best. Every line he has in that movie is just fantastic. I loved him. <laughs> The other guy – oh, and I need to ask you this because I, I was going to text you about this, but I wanted to wait to ask on the podcast. Who is that guy that is in every movie that he's in the White House? It's the guy with, with like gray or white hair and he's like tall. He's skinny. He's like the – he's the uh, secretary of defense that gets fired. He is in like every White House movie. I swear to God. Every single movie that has the White House in it, he's like some kind of staffer or some kind of like something – He's somewhere to do with politics. And I don't know how this guy got typecast. I don't know what his name is. He's just in like everything, but he's the guy that plays the secretary of defense. I even remember that there is a, are you talking about the, hold on. Are you talking about the guy that sits down with Jeff Goldblum's dad? And he's like, I'm not Jewish. And he's like, that's all right. My son, I don't think it matters today. I, I don't remember if that's him. I think that's him, but it's the secretary of defense. It's the one that he fires. I'd like, he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. So his name is James Reborn. 
He's in every White House movie, dude. He plays, he always plays a fucking dickbag, like politician or something like that. Yeah, it's like he's he's the typecast kind of guy. I think he's even, this is going to be a super obscure movie reference, so shout out to everybody who knows this, but I think he's even in uh, what's called Head of State, which is the one where Chris Rock runs for president, which is this like really like, I I don't think- 2003, he's Senator Bill Arnett. He's literally in everything. Like yeah. he, he is like the quintessential politician in like all movies. The second I saw him, I was like, he's going to be some kind of like major higher up. And then yeah. you hold, it's the fucking secretary <laughs> of defense. Yeah. I just, I knew it the second I saw him and he's just been doing it since the nineties. Apparently he's yeah. a good actor though. I, I liked him. He's, he's good and everything. He always plays a good villain. If I remember correctly, I think he's also one of the other family friends from meet the parents. I think he's the husband of the wife that's like, uh-oh, look like someone got met by the shower fairy. I think you're or the right. sleep fairy or something like that. Because I remember him being a dick and being like, come on, Fokker. He's just in, dude, he is a really good villain. I yeah. bet you he's the nicest guy. Everybody, oh, I bet you he really, is, yeah. Everybody who's a good villain is always like the coolest dude. The, the chillest people, yeah. Like Danny Trejo is a villain in oh, like half dude. the shit and he's like the coolest guy on the planet. He is so chill. You're so fucking right. There's another thing that I wanted to bring up real quick. Every alien movie has the same shot. And I forgot it until I watched this where the second the aliens land on the planet, they have to show some like tribe or like, Oh, very finding like, them. Yeah. Or like seeing them. It's like every single one in this, it was Iraq where it's like the it's, I don't know who they would be. It's like the Bedouins, uh, but they're not in Iraq. They're in Morocco or uh, if I remember correctly or Algeria, but um, it's like the, one of those like, you know, tribal style, mm-hmm. like, you know, rural people. And it's always them who find the aliens. Like every single time it's well, always yeah. them. It's just like America is the only country that ever gets invaded by aliens. So yeah, it's every single one, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Russians got it this time too. They friggin yeah, they well, everybody did. Day. That's what's fucking crazy. And that here's the other thing that I really like about this movie is like, <clears throat> this isn't one of those things where like, we have to stop the destruction of like our major, whatever, like, no, that shit happens, which is yeah, literally one of the best fucking scenes in the whole movie. I did feel bad for her friend though. Cause she's like, I'm going out to the top of the Empire State building. and we'll say hi or whatever. And she's fucking like, she's just dead instantly vaporized yeah, she's gone dude like her even her fucking like memory is gone no one they even do dude, yeah exactly she <laughs> just gets wiped from the record yeah, dude. dude they ever dude in every movie in the 90s they did gay men so dirty because the, really there's did. that there's that dude and he was in a bunch of stuff in the 90s he's got the really scratchy voice like he's got vocal damage i can't remember his name but um he's like jeff goldblum's um uh like he's like his employee or something like that. I don't think they ever say, but he's like right underneath him. So it's him and Jeff Goldblum all at the beginning. And he's like, I got to call my mother. And he like calls his mom and he's the one who gets vaporized in New York too. I'm like, man, they got to do you dirty. dude. They, they, he gets done dirty in like half the stuff he's in. Cause I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff too, but like, dude, he, oh, he gets killed like the same as everybody else. And they never mention him again. And I was like, damn dude. And that said, I want to bring up something you brought up right before too. The way that they set up these, uh, you know, these scenes where they essentially like wipe out the city. First off, yeah. the this fire. Oh my god, I don't know what they're using, but that is some slow moving fire. That is like, oh, I know. It's just like you can casually <laughs> see it coming towards you, and you're just like, oh, that's an explosion. And it's just like, 
you know, coming towards you. It's like three minutes later. You're uh, like, damn, that's still an explosion. Well, damn, that's coming. Wow. All right. It's like that Invader Zim episode where he accidentally creates the time dilation bomb and it's an explosion that's caught in a time loop. Yeah. And it is getting bigger and he can't touch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just slowly coming. And it's like, <laughs> there's that dude. And you brought this up, the tunnel. That yeah. is not, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how explosives work, but it's bring this up at all so that's basically how vivica a fox's character survives is they hide inside the um the service hatch inside one of the washington tunnels and my big honestly dude, my biggest problem with that whole scene is there's no shock wave it's just a massive wall of destruction it's just a wall of fire that somehow picks up cars and stuff yeah i'm like okay like obviously it's a it's a nineties sci-fi movie and I can't like nitpick that much, but that is one thing where I'm like, come on. Like we took the time to make sure that we mentioned that the aliens can can breathe oxygen, but we're not gonna focus on like what a cornerstone of explosives. Like, dude, they nuke Houston. Yeah. I think the uh, – and they don't show it, which no. made me really sad. I was like, damn, I want to see this, but of course they didn't. I don't think they got a nuke going off well until The Sum of All Fears. I think that was the first movie that they got a nuke going off, and I was like, okay, mm, damn. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what it actually looks like. Bro, but, I can't wait for Oppenheimer. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I'm so hyped. But that said, Oppenheimer and um, uh, Asteroid City. Like, we got to go see – Oh, Bay my Bay. God. I know. So, but um, the one thing I will say is, man, she was the homie. She waited to close the door till the dog. She got yeah. the dog in. The dog does not die. You want to talk about suspense, bro? That I was like, oh my god, I forgot. I genuinely forgot that he. I was like, holy shit, dude! Like, is this family about to go through even more trauma right now? But no, no she keeps it. she keeps the door open for the dog to get in. I was like, you're a real oh, one. You're the she homie. is a real one. She yeah. I I can't be mad about it either because. At that point, it's like suspended. It's like it's just suspended belief. Like the dog's gonna be able to make it too, but I don't think a lot of dogs would think to jump on cars. No, but that's that was one of those where I was just like, "Look, as long as the dog lives, I'm okay." Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know what? I don't even care at this point. <laughs> yeah, as long as the dog lives, we're all good. That said, I think one of the best, like, and I I think they did it with miniatures, but the White House going off. That was pretty sick. And then when they get the, I think it was the Empire State Building, that was pretty sick too. I was like, damn, these look like good. Yeah. Like, so these don't look like shit. This is, it's funny that you mentioned that because the White House explosion is the one visual problem I have with this movie. And it's not even the White House itself because the White House does look awesome when it explodes. Um, and yeah, it is, it is the Empire State Building blows up and it looks phenomenal and the whole city's getting destroyed and shit. And we know from like, background conversations that um tons of cities are destroyed we know that dallas is destroyed we know that miami is destroyed la is destroyed uh tokyo uh moscow all of these places are getting fucking wrecked the one problem that i have with the white house explosion is if you watch closely the um the second marine one is almost 90 degrees tilted sideways trying to get away and i'm like that helicopter wouldn't be moving right now like it it just I, that's it really kind of bothers me well I, I mean there's also the fact that air force one somehow manages to oh, outrun, the outrun it? i know but <laughs> i was like that was one of those things where i was like they had they just they had to go with the super slow moving explosion oh. they had to because of course air force one has to like you know 
just barely outrun the explosion. I'm like, bro, they would have put him in like, supposedly there's like trains underneath the white house. I, yeah. I don't know whether that's true or not, but like, you know, we'll never know. Well, no, we never will. Of course. But like, <laughs> there's that, you know, I'm like, bro, that was the one thing where I'm like, dude, they would have had him out. Like, Oh, it's yeah. Like, dude, before they even, the second that 13 of those things, were, I think it was 13, broke off 13. from the mothership, they would have been like, and you're on Air Force One, we're getting you out. Like, yeah. you're gone. Like, the second that that happened, they would have been, like, instantly gone. And it wouldn't have been one of those things where the president was like, I'm going to stay here, you know, to be, to you know, to. Yeah, he's not going to pull a 2012 no, where he stays the, outside of the White House. No, the fucking, dude, the Secret Service would have been like, uh-huh, sure you are. And then knocked him out and Talking thrown him in a fuck fucking. Just been like, that's crazy. Yeah, All right, everybody on board. <laughs> that's bananas. Like, we're getting you out now. Like, you know, that's, dude, that's one of the things. Like, they didn't even let Bush back to the White House until, like, what was it? Like, eight or something on 9-11? Like, mm-hmm. They kept him in the air like until every other plane was grounded. And then they were like, okay, now you can go to the White House. But before then, they were like, hell no, you're not going anywhere near the White House. It's one thing when it's like, uh, I know, was it uh, Kennedy was president during the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Yeah. I know he didn't leave, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, we're all going to die anyway. So it's like, oh, yeah. You know, there was no point. But at the time, they didn't know. No. So they were like, you know, there's no way they would have let him stay there. But that said, I was like, okay, well, at least I appreciate the sentiment. You know, if he's gonna if he's gonna die with all of us, then okay, fair no. enough. Not that we'd ever have any president that selfless, but you know. Well, and that's the other thing that I was like, well, hold on, dude. Like the president was a fucking fighter pilot in the yeah, military. Dude, like, come I, on. I literally okay in my notes, the word for word, what I have is the president is a giga Chad, dude. Like, he is. He gives one of the dopest speeches in cinematic history, and then he's just like, "Gentlemen, let's plow the road." And I'm like, "Dude, I would vote for this guy, dude, every day." Yeah, you want a third term? We can change the constitution. I'm okay with that, dude. He's like, I'm gonna dude, give the Republican independent. You fucking dude, you want to make Arbor Day a national holiday? Let's fucking go. I don't care, dude. Like, dude, shit. he gives this like ultimate speech, which again I think is another like movie classic. He gives yeah, this is. like speech that's like, whoever wrote that is a freaking god. Oh yeah. They write. He writes this speech and then he's like, I'm getting in a fighter pilot uh, in my fighter plane and I'm gonna go fuck up the aliens myself. Yeah. I was like, damn, that is like. That's some real shit. Like that president, Jesus, he's like, that guy's never going to have to like run again. He's just no. literally, his campaign ads are going to be like, I killed aliens. Yeah. He'll literally just be like, have you guys looked outside lately? I did that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's going to be the campaign ad ever. It's the, nobody's going to run against him. It's going to be like 90%, like, you know, 1% and it's like 9% choose to vote for the aliens because they like hate everything but it's yeah, like, like dude this place sucks <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like that's gonna be it like the other guy's just not even gonna run he's gonna be like yeah the other guy's gonna have to like the, i don't know if he's you know whatever party he is he comes out there the other party's gonna come up and just be like hey so i i have to run just as a you know like essentially just because but I'm, I'm voting for him so oh yeah you know that's it Here's the, here's like watching this and I, cause I knew that you were going to be on this. So like, I wanted to save this and ask you like now, but like, it, like watching this movie and knowing like what we know and the scientific research done behind it of like, it would take us about a hundred to 150 years to fight back or whatever. But I think I can't remember. I should have read. Yeah. That. I, I've read this study a long time ago, but if we, so like, if we had the capabilities that they have in the movie, do you think this is exactly how it would shake out for us? 
Oh, hell no. We would have got our shit ran. Yeah. Oh my God. We would have got our shit ran like day one. Like there is no way in hell we would do. And here's the other thing. Okay. Now I'm going to get into my military talk now. First of all, in this movie, do cruise missiles not exist? Do no. missiles not exist in general? No. Because they just keep sending planes. And I'm like, my guy, I'm sorry, but first off, an AMRAM or a Sidewinder is not going to do anywhere near as much damage as a Tomahawk. So why the hell are you shooting those at a fucking... Okay, now I'm going to pause this and go ADHD real quick. <laughs> they did get the Fox designations correct, which yeah, I was Fox like... Yeah, Fox 1, Fox 3, yeah. Uh, well, uh, 2 and 3. But they, I was like, damn, they actually like got this right i'm kind of shocked but now that that's out of the way dude it's like they forgot missiles exist which i know they didn't because they have an adats there that's watching the the new kit uh oh the, yeah watching uh, it hit houston yeah but they still deliver it with a plane and mm-hmm. i'm like dude why are they not firing missiles? Why are they just throwing planes at it that, again, we're not going to be able to make more of, but we've got hundreds and hundreds of tomahawks and nobody's launching them at these fucking, at the ship. You know what I expected? I expected the first wave to just be like hundreds of tomahawks. Oh, yeah. Just like Absolutely. pounding into this thing. But no, instead they shoot like tiny missiles that are meant to take out planes, not take out city-sized objects. Bro, like, they even say it during the final fight over Area 51 that the one lieutenant monitoring the thing is just like where we are not doing enough damage. Like we're just, no. we're not doing enough damage because you've got tiny ass missiles, not full scale. Like, okay. And you know what? You don't want to use, not use an ICBM. Fair enough. That makes sense. ICBMs have to go to space. If they're going to get shot down by the aliens, that's fine. But guess what? Cruise missiles exist for a reason and they go as fast as planes and we have fuck loads of them. And here's the other thing. They're everywhere. So we've got fuckloads of cruise missiles. They're literally everywhere. And instead, we're just sending planes that we only have a very limited number of. And guess what? They require pilots who, again, we have a very limited number of. And so like, we had to ask fucking refugees. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is there's no way in hell they'd be able to pilot those planes. Oh, absolutely. Think, not. Uh, that was my first fucking thought. The um the president might be able to because he's super young so i was like he might have not been flying planes for like only like you know maybe five ten years right so like, like he may have maybe, just recently stopped yeah so maybe he did fly f-18s or whatever like he like he'd be fine right but like the the crop duster guy i'm like bro he was fighting an f4 flying an f4 phantom there is no way in hell he's going to be able to fly this shit and they have like the, I did appreciate the nod to the Vietnam guys. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, everybody likes to see, you know, the, the nod to these guys, but that said like, Oh, it just was one of those things where the whole movie I'm like, so in my notes, it's literally all caps is where they still use planes. Like, bro, where the fuck are the, are the missiles? Like we have so many of them and like not a single one, but nobody mentions them. If they had mentioned it in like a throwaway line, been like, hey, like all our sites were dropped or something like that. Yeah. Like they've all been scrapped, whatever, but yeah. Here's, so here's my other, and this literally just occurred to me right now. And I can't believe I wasn't thinking about this in the movie. Where is the fucking Navy during yeah, Navy just doesn't this? exist. Yeah. yeah. Just Navy's just gone. Like, you know, they, they specifically say they're, they're going after all the like, you know, cities, but somehow they've gotten every aircraft carrier. They've gotten every freaking yeah. you know, aircraft base. Pendleton doesn't exist. What the uh, living fuck like, dude? Like <laughs> you have the yeah, largest just, fucking battleship um, repair center on the West coast in San Diego. And literally no, you have the fucking, what is it? The submarine manufacturing facility in San Diego. And you're way, just like, mm. 
No, no, they couldn't use submarines because submarines are full of fucking missiles. So of oh, course yeah, they couldn't true. use submarines. No, like, <laughs> no <laughs> missiles. <laughs> yeah, no missiles. That's like the you know, like underlined in bold, no missiles. Like that's like the number one thing. Work. <laughs> I just. Dude, and here's the other thing. If they're going to talk about Area 51, right? First off, the fact that the president doesn't even know it's a thing is fucking stupid. Well, because- okay. So before you go any further, because this will make this funnier for you, um, the United States military did actually originally agree to provide support for the film in the form of like uh, uniforms and a military base to film on and stuff. However, as soon as they found out that the film would be using area 51 so frequently in the script, they're like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, dude. Well, there's like a lot of weird shit about area 51, but that's not, none of it is like aliens. It's just where they test fucking, well, I hope they've got aliens there. Cause that would be lit. But like, it's just where they test experimental planes. But like that said, it's Groom Lake is what it is. And the president would obviously know about that. Now, whether he knew about the aliens or not. No, he would know would the facility thing. is there. But he would know it's there. Yeah. Like, that's where they test fucking the U-2. That's where they tested the fucking um, SR-71. That's where they fucking tested all the shit. He would know it's there, but he's like, no, it doesn't exist. And then there's the fucking CIA guy who's like, which is, again, the fucking Secretary of Defense who's like, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> and again, his dad, fucking Jeff Goldblum, being the fucking Chad that he is, is like, you know, go get the aliens. Like, you know, they're they're over there somewhere. I do. Old Jewish men are just like Dude, fucking so funny. I fucking favorite. love. By the way, the guy you were talking about, uh, his assistant, his name is Harvey Fierstein, and he was. Um, I actually forgot he was in this because he dies pretty quickly. But he is also Robin Williams's half brother in Mrs. Doubtfire. He's the one that helps him make the mask. But yeah, oh, he's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. No, but that, dude, the whole time, there are a few things in there where I'm just like, bro, what? Like, I know. Come on. But that said, again, this is the 90s. So it's like a different era. Like back then, aliens were like a lot more like, yeah, I feel like now it's not weird to say you believe in aliens. Like in the 90s, I, if you it, were like, yeah. I believe in aliens, like you would be now given if you're saying you got abducted, then that's another thing. Like, well, and that's I, that's Randy Quaid's whole thing, right? Is yeah. he's, he was like, my name is Russell Case and I was abducted by aliens. And that's like his joke at the end. He's like, what's up, boys? Like, I'm back or whatever. But like, it's obviously not those aliens that fucking abducted him. But And like, that was another thing where I was like, I, this is the one thing where I do have a gripe. I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad? Because like, he's kind of a shit dad. He is a real shit dad. And like, like the whole, his, his stepson running up and be like, dad, like, what's he doing? Like, why do you suddenly care now? Like, uh, well, I just, I kind of feel like he's a shit person. Like, okay. To be fair, I get, he's got PTSD. Like that's some shit. They, yeah. cl- they make it clear that he was actually abducted. So it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. He's got PTSD. That's some real shit. But like, okay, there's two things that have to do with that subplot that bother me. One, he's a shit dad. So that's like the automatic thing where it's like he sacrifices himself, which is cool, but it's like, it's and that is scenes. like that. That's a great scene. And it's like, you know, again, another cl- famous one liner, but like that said, I feel like every time they show his family, it's literally just to build for that scene, I agree. but they don't do it effectively because one of the things that bothers me. Okay. It's not said until like uh, the end until they're already at area 51 what the fuck is wrong with the kid? So they just oh, say he's sick and they never say what it is. And they like, they just keep saying he's sick. And I'm like, oh, okay. But like, 
with what? And they keep saying he's sick. Oh, he needs his medicine. What medicine, motherfucker? Like, and this happened like five times. And then they give him penicillin. And I'm like, okay, does he have like, like, so my first guess was diabetes. Yeah, and I'm that like, was okay. my, literally, that's what I said so, when they gave it to him. I'm like, oh, okay, he's diabetic. Like, pfft. no, but penicillin doesn't, okay, so penicillin doesn't do anything for diabetes. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm wrong. It's not diabetes. It's uh, fucking, like, maybe he has an infection. And so I was like, okay, so like, they're like, oh, it'll lower his fever. Like the the kid gives it to the girl, I think. And oh my God, of course, because they're teenagers, they're horny the entire fucking time. Oh my God, I, like, I know. Which to be fair, I was, I got a laugh out of that because I was like, no. yeah, teenagers are going to teenager, man. Like, you know, you got to <laughs> do it. But that's, that was that moment where I'm like, okay, so it's not diabetes. What the fuck is it? And then they go into the area 51 and he's got like an adrenal, they just say it's an adrenal complex issue, which I guess could be Addison's, but like. The whole time, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And by the way, <laughs> they never conclude that. Oh, no, of course he they don't. He just gets brought into Area 51. They don't say if he dies. They don't say if he gets better. He just is like, I don't even think they show him again. No, because as soon as they the get there, brother. yeah, we only see the older brother after that because he's in he's in the command room for some reason. That was my other yeah. thing. I was like, he's just like the one fucking civilian in this room. Like, yeah, they just why? let him in there. Well, except for the dad, but the dad's everywhere. He's an old Jewish dad. He can go where the I was going to say, the dad, he, well, and he, um, I feel like they would give him special clearance because he's the one that came up with the idea for the fucking virus or whatever, but like, yeah, <laughs> that shit also just like, I was, I was, oh, God damn it. There were so many things about the area 51 handling that I was just like, why that said, I dude, the, I will say all of this just because it's fun to say, but I do think that this is like the quintessential like to me, this is like one of the quintessential '90s popcorn flicks. Oh, absolutely, like, it is. It this absolutely is, is like one of those movies where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna like bitch about the stuff because we're being critical, right? But like ultimately, I don't give a fuck. This oh, yeah. is like the this is like that throwaway movie where you're like everything is wrong. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it is a good classic throwaway popcorn flick. It is campy as fuck multiple times. I don't care. I sometimes miss that '90s campiness where it's like, oh, I do too. Where you can just you know, go to a movie, dude. That's why I love Pacific Rim so much. I was like, it's fucking giant robots fighting giant monsters. He's using an oil rig as a fucking baseball bat. There's no reason to have humans in this movie at all, like, dude. There are again Godzilla movies. <laughs> like, oh, I know I just, exactly, dude. Like I, I there are sometimes where you just need movies like this where it's like. I don't need to think about this too much. I don't want to like, like the other thing of course that you have to think about is it looks like the ship is like full of water Yeah. when, when Will Smith punches him in the face, but like they're able to operate it when it's not full of water. But like, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, these are little continuity things, but like, I kind of don't care because it's like one of those, it's just who gives a shit. It's a nineties. It's campy. They, you know, it's humanity versus aliens. It's like that fucking subreddit humanity. Fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I love the stories on there. There are some of them that are actually good, but like most of them are just excuses to like hype humanity up with aliens and like, you know, trashy sci-fi. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, we for need sure. that sometimes, man. Like not everything has to be serious. Like sometimes I want that. This genuinely fit like this fills that list of like movies. I would just like sit and watch on my couch. Like I'm not looking for like my life to be changed or anything like 13 days, which was a 2001 movie about the Cuban missile crisis. Like I'll do that. Like I fucking love that movie. That movie's awesome. But this is on the level of like the rock 
where it's like, this is such a stupid fucking idea. This general doesn't get listened to by the Pentagon. So he hijacks a bunch of VX rockets and takes over Alcatraz. It's the fucking most ridiculous idea I've ever heard in my life, but it's a great movie. And that's what this is. Dude, it's the same thing as like the modern version of this is all of the, uh, for me at least, is those like Olympus Has Fallen movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are so bad. I don't care. I don't oh, I care. I, dude, I care so hard. I care so hard about the twin Gatling AC-130 just flying through DC airspace. Okay. It's so stupid. And like, don't get me wrong. I'll bitch about it. But goddamn, I'm going to have so much oh, fun watching it. I'm still it. having fun watching it. Like, it's, it's so like, fucking cool. Dude, I had a smile on my face through like half this movie, for not even half of it, like majority of this movie. And every time his dad said anything, Jeff Goldblum's dad, I'm yeah. just like, I fucking love this man. I mean, that said, I do have Ashkenazi heritage. So like old Jewish men just have a special place in my heart. Yeah. But like, dude, it doesn't matter. I loved fucking the vast majority of this movie. Oh, and there's one thing I caught. and I wanted to bring this up. I just saw this in my notes. Okay. So when the aliens are, so when they're on the alien ship, and they're um, they're in the and they've got Jeff Goldblum in and it's like his first like, you know, look at it. And they're like, uh, we want you to like reverse engineer, like figure out what's going on with this. And they show his center console and like what what is like the aliens like language or whatever. That shit is just the Matrix. Like it's the Matrix like scrolling green text. It's not the same because oh, yeah. it's not the symbols, but it's the same like green no way scrolling it's down text. Yeah. And I'm like is this where the matrix got it? Like, I don't, obviously I'm not, you know, accusing, you know, the Wachowski sisters now, I believe, but uh, yeah, I'm not accusing them of like, um, you know, plagiarism or anything, but I'm just saying it like looked exactly like the matrix. I was like, damn, that like caught me out for a sec. I was like, bro, did did they like, so maybe, maybe the design, but, um, one it's actually, I've been holding onto this to use it a little bit later, but I'll just fucking say in the episode, um, the, the text for the matrix is actually sushi menus in reverse. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's all it is. I didn't is. even realize that was Japanese. Yeah. I thought it was just like random symbols. Yeah. It's, it's all like kanji in reverse and shit. It's fucking cool. But I actually didn't notice that. That's funny that you picked that up. Um, but speaking of the, <laughs> Jesus, speaking of the aliens, this is like, <sighs> This is like my one gripe with the movie is like I do and I don't like the aliens like their motive is cool, but it's also like we really couldn't think of anything else other than they want our resources. Like I'm not mad about it, but also I'm just like, come on. Like, I mean, that's kind of a trope. I know. And that's well, that's why I have a problem with it. I'm like, why couldn't we think of something else like they're coming back for revenge because we killed like their envoy. And that's what those guys were in 46 that Roswell found. Oh, like that was their diplomats. Yeah. And they think we killed them. Oh, that would have been sick. I think that would have been a way like, obviously I don't have a problem with them coming for resources because the fucking second one, as I've been led to believe through reading it is they're coming back to drill the earth's core for fuel. And that's where I'm like, that's, fucking stupid there are so many other planets with bigger cores than ours why would um, obviously at that point it's a revenge thing too but well yeah but also if you're gonna get energy that way just harvest it from a sun yeah it's fucking stupid like i just i don't get it that said like i mean there's so many movies i can list off that use the resources thing i mean fucking oblivion is the first one that i think of but like the reason the aliens there are in oblivion is kind of like 
the side plot like in a way but no they so just are already you don't really know. ask it they just kind of are already there yeah and like by the way and i mean me and scott just like nerd out about the sign of the the sound design in that movie like oh my god i love that movie so fucking much dude i dude the movie itself is kind of like me okay but like the sound design in that movie holy fuck but anyways we're just gonna nerd out about that <laughs> talking about it but uh, it's like the freaking sonic charge in. Um, oh in my god! Star Wars. Oh, it's one of the those, sexiest sound on the planet. It's just one of those things where we're just like every time we talk about it, we just nerd out about it. Dude, it's like I, nobody talk right now. <laughs> we like, all need to hear this. So it's like everybody shut up. You just need to hear it and just turn up the. You buy an entire sound system just to do it. I did. Honest dude, to God, okay. dude. Real talk. One time, and I'm not even kidding. This is like real talk. One, uh, you know, back in the day when I had the shit box, the uh, 04 Accord that I had, the sound mm-hmm. system that was worth more than the car. I <laughs> did genuinely one time go out and sit in my car just to play the sound effect to see what would hear like it, what it would sound like in my car. I did the same thing with the Oblivion sound effects too. And oh my, oh my god, god. dude, you know what so you should have done is done it to uh, uh, what do you call it, Kagemaru's um, Fist of the Red Moon. Oh, you think I didn't, bro? Oh, okay, good. Like was, well, yeah. All right, cool. All right, good. That shit, dude. That shit nearly blew out my freaking trunk. It literally, like, flew like my freaking <laughs> license plate. Nearly hit the neighbor's house, dude. But it's, it's, um, oh, it's so good, dude. Honestly, I think the um, I really think this movie was like you know I was pretty hard on Top Gun. Like, I mean, if anybody is listening, I think we that, both were. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was pretty hard on Top Gun and. I really don't have any of the same gripes here. Like pretty much like, yeah, there, like I said, you know, we've talked about it. There were a few, you know, stupid things. Like I think the missile thing is the one that like really bothered me because it's just such a big plot hole. Yeah. It's now like that you've pointed all, it out, I'm kind of like, that's so dumb. It's like all they had to do was make like one line about why like missiles don't work. And it like would have, you know, solved that for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, that was the only thing that like, was kind of like dumb for me. Everything else, like uh, even then I was able to like, forget that. But like, I think like overall, this is just like a very good movie to watch just to like, if you want like a good, stupid action flick. Yeah, like, I agree. They don't, I don't think at any point they try to make it too serious. I don't think at any point, like the closest point that they try to make it serious is when like the alien is talking through, uh, Dr. Oaken. Yeah. And that dude, I, that actually kind of caught me off guard. I was like, okay, this is like, Spooky. Wow, like this yeah. Is, yeah, this is a good shit. And they, I think that was the only moment where they got like pretty serious. The rest of it was kind of like, whatever, like even the sad moments are kind of played off. Like the one thing I will say about like the sad moments is like, first of all, the president's wife dying. Like, I think that would have been more effective if they had just like, been killed her off earlier yeah if she had like not been able to get on air force one or like she had all oh, dude if she had been on marine one yeah i think that would have been way more impactful or like she dies trying to save some civilians or yeah. something like it's just like the fact that she dies like in the you know in the hospital after surviving somehow Driving through dc and that yeah well, she somehow LA. well it's not just that they get her there and she's like oh we can't stop the internal bleeding i'm like why yeah, but, but anyways we, that's that's yeah. just 
that okay well no they don't need to explain that it's just like it's like a medical nerd thing right like it's because my family's works in hospitals and stuff it's just no i mean like things. why was she just able to it's it's a typical movie trope but it's like why were you only able to hold on until you got to area 51 yeah exactly like so it's one of those things where you were just able to survive till you got there and then of course you died but yeah. like i just think that that was kind of dumb that was just one of those things where it's like because it doesn't really affect him like at all Oh, I know. I mean, he has no like fucking – it's harder for him to tell his daughter that that happened and then even she doesn't really have any kind of fucking reaction to it. Well, I think – you know, that's – it's just one of those things where it's like, did we really need that? Yeah. Probably not. But like, you know, I, I, it didn't like throw off the vibe of the movie at all. So I was like, it's fine. Like didn't really like, you know, make me mad or anything. It wasn't one of those things that like ripped me out of the plot or anything like that. It was just like, do we really need that? Probably not. You know, it just was kind of a little dumb. Like, I feel like she should have just died earlier. Like, that probably would have been a little more effective. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, I I think that I don't have any, like, huge st- – My problem with Top Gun that, like, really stuck with me was, like, a whole arc of that movie made me mad. Oh, yeah. Like, a whole arc of it was stupid. Yeah. But, like, in this movie, the only things that make me mad, and the closest that I could argue about, like, an arc making me mad is the whole thing with the drunk dad. Like, that whole, like, plot line is kind of dumb. Like, there's no point where I'm invested in that. Yeah. And I feel like that whole thing is built just for that one-liner. But that one-liner is so fire that it's, like, yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, it's just one of those things where it's, like, and it's comedy relief too. Like, you know, the, the dad is like a bumbling dingus and yeah. it's like, it's like, okay. Like, so I, I didn't really have any like major issues with this. I just thought everything was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't find myself fast forwarding through anything. No. Like, and that's, I think that was another big thing for me too, is like <clears throat> my only like back to like the sound thing, but like my only big gripe and we'll, I'll say this until it's done correctly. And even transformers, which uses real, firing uh military grade weapons doesn't get this audio right why do you need to change the sound of the front gun on an fa-18 why do you need to change that i'm so tired of the sound like yeah i mean it's it's essentially just like an a10 but slowed down no and i get that and like it's just i don't it's my favorite scene in the whole movie when case appears and he's like, I'm armed and ready, sir. And then him and his two and the president and his two co-pilots are like, gentlemen, let's plow the road. And they just fucking waste all of these fucking fighters in front of them. And he's all, dude, I was like, this is so fucking sick. And then obviously it leads to like the emotional, like tell my children, I love them. And then he's like, he's gone or whatever. And I'm like, dude, okay. I'm back. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so good. That whole fucking three minute scene is just, it's probably the best part of yeah. that whole movie for me. I fucking love that dude. It's just, it's I the audio good for me. Fashion. Dude, it's the audio that, that does make me mad. But the other, I feel like that scene is so effective just because it's good old fashioned, like humans fight aliens, yeah, man. And that's, again, that's, that's why I like that subreddit. It's like, you know, and Reddit is Reddit's exploding right now, which well, might date yeah. this episode. But like, <laughs> if Reddit survives, then like I love that stupid little subreddit because yeah. it's like sometimes I just want some bullshit sci-fi, and that gave it to me. Oh yeah, it's like that. You know, it's just yeah, would the alien ships be able to survive? 
you know, U.S. missiles likely? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Would our guns be effective against them? Probably not. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, we don't it's know what fun. kind of metal like, that shit's made of. What the fuck, I, dude? <laughs> I could not give a single fuck. I just wanted to watch some good old-fashioned dogfighting, some fun, some good old, like, you know, just good fighting. Like, man, it's, again, it's popcorn action. This is yeah. what I want. I don't want to be like, you know, it's not a rival. I don't need to be like deeply thinking about the like oh, no. consequences of alien life. Like I just want to see some aliens get their ass kicked and it was fucking great. And I really enjoyed it. The, uh, I, I just didn't really have any dude. And the comedy in this movie is it's kind of drawer. subtle, bro. Dude, it's, it's top drawer. There's some in it, your face, dude. There's some of it. My favorite comedy in this movie is like, uh, I even wrote this fucking down. If you feel compelled to leave the city, please do so in an orderly fashion. Instantly cuts to complete chaos. Absolute chaos. Everyone is jumping over the cars. <laughs> yeah, shit's dude. all explosions everywhere. Half the shit's on fire. Freaking Jeff Goldblum's trying to get to his dad. His dad's got a shotgun. I don't know where the fuck he got that in New York. I know. But the, the point is, it's like, yeah, he's old Jewish mob. Who knows? But like the whole thing, that instant cut, and they don't really like, you know, use any like sound effects to show that it's comedy. But I, dude, I was dying. That had me laughing so fucking hard. There was like a few moments of like when they're not doing the ding dong comedy where it's like, you know, uh, freaking what's his name? Uh, The the Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. When they're not doing the Dennis Quaid. Quaid, I'm sorry. Randy uh, Quaid. Sorry. Yeah. Randy Quaid. Where they're showing him just being a drunk, bumbling idiot. When it's not that comedy, the other comedy is like kind of fire. Yeah. Like I thought there were a lot of really funny scenes in that movie. Like I actually got a few laughs out of me. Oh, dude, I, no, I genuinely like I. And it, it is. It's very subtle humor. I actually thought the funniest part in this whole movie is when he's dragging the body in the parachute, and he's like, "I could have been at a fucking barbecue right now." I'm like, "Just oh my god, dude, that's how everyone would be." Exactly. Like he's just, and he kicks the body and he's like pulling him <laughs> along. He's just like so mad. He's just salty about his day. Like just being shit. Like that's literally like, that is the realest like experience where you're just having a shit day yeah. and you're like, everything keeps happening. It's not your fault. You're just like, motherfucker, just man, like, God I having to go through this shit. And it's like Will Smith. And you're like, my guy, I just feel you. And the other thing is, the other thing that I put a note in here that made me laugh was like, this shouldn't make me laugh, but it did. And it's like, man, so you've got a house in the hills and one of you is, works for the military and the other's a stripper. It's like Will Smith oh, and know. his wife. And I'm like, damn, that's some 90s shit. Dude, it's, like, it, I should have written this down because it was honestly, I almost texted you guys this, but it reminds me of those house hunter memes where it's like he sharpens pencils for a living and she picks a newspaper on the street. Their budget is $1.3 million. Exactly, dude. It's exactly <laughs> like that. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, they have a perfect house. They're in the hills. They've got a beautiful view. Yeah. And it's like, she's a stripper. He works for the military. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. That is like, that is just that. Like, (laughs) it's a mix between the being like the nineties when like people could actually afford a house and like, just like, you know, one of those house hunter type things. Wishful thinking thing. Yeah. Just, just don't question it. (laughs) That's how it works. And dude, I kind of do love that. They play off the fact that he's just like, so fucking unaware. Like all his neighbors are tripping and he's just like, Oh, and that California moment. Where they're like, oh, I think it's an earthquake. And she's like, oh it's a four. Go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's nobody the most California thing I've ever heard, too. Like, it's just a four. Go back. It's like us saying it's only 102 out. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, it's pretty nice outside. It's like 105. Everybody's like, you know, people what? from other states are like, what the fuck is wrong with wow, you? Wow, it like, actually yeah. is 102 right now. That's so funny. Wow, fucking, you got that shit unlocked. I know. <laughs> but there were like, there's a, I honestly, I just re- genuinely enjoyed this movie. I think yeah. like, I really don't have a lot more to bitch about. Like, no, you know, I don't normally, either. That's I'm the thing. Like, I, yeah, I usually have something that I'm just like, I can't get over this. Obviously I'm not going to give this like a 10 out of 10. It's not like oh, a like not. crazy fucking great movie or whatever, but, um, actually let me insert this real quick because I have to add this. It kind of reminds me of the Avengers in a weird way. And I know that's weird to say, but like in the sense that like the Avengers obviously had a lot more buildup behind it and stuff like that. And there was a lot of like, you know, it's an MCU, right? But yeah. like, it's just like a, like, I'm not going to, like, get emotionally invested in the first Avengers. Like, later on, there's some, like, really heavy shit, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not going to get, like, the first Avengers. That's just, like, popcorn, man. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, I just want to watch the Avengers beat the shit out of aliens. And that's exactly what it was. And it was great. And in this one, I wanted to watch humanity beat the shit out of aliens. It's exactly what happened. It was great. It's yeah. all I needed. That Absolutely. is all that this movie needed to do. And it did it. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, and they didn't – Then there was, like I said, a couple like little 90s things that were just a little dumb. They're forgivable. I think that's the thing. Exactly. I think that's the big that's part it. about it. It's like it's not – like it didn't end the fucking interest in this movie for me. I think that's, that's like it. the big thing about it. That's literally what I was looking for. That's like the word I was looking for, forgivable. Yeah. Forgivable. Nothing happens in this movie that like threw me off. I was just like, okay, I'm yeah. good with all of it. I'm 100% on it. But yeah, I mean, I honestly do like that's it. That's the end of the episode. I will give you guys a couple rumor requirement things just to let you know. Um, Roland Emmerich thought up this movie while promoting his show Stargate, which I think is fucking hilarious. And I totally forgot that he worked on that. I um, that too. This movie do- and Andrew and I were talking about this right before we started recording, but this movie does hold the record for the most miniature models used in a film. And due to the advancements in tech, uh, digital technology since the creation of this movie, it is most likely going to always hold the record. I thought they did a great job. I think they did too. Movie, I think man. that everything looks good in this. Uh, dude, like even the, the like, weird, like Marine one being completely sideways thing. Like that's just me being like, that's not how physics works, but it still looked good. Like I wasn't like, Oh, that's clearly a fucking toy. Like, no, no. I, I thought the way that they did the empire state building was fucking agreed. Great, dude. Agreed. I think it was like, it was absolutely great. Honestly, I thought the use of miniatures was cool. I thought the, like, I think that's kind of what saved it too, was a mm-hmm. lot. If they had done like VFX for the aliens, yeah. that would have fucked the whole thing. If they had done VFX for the, for the building explosions, it would have fucked the whole thing. But since they kept it practical, it worked great. I like, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent behind you, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Andrew, obviously, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, pre- I love it every time you're here. Cause this is like the only time I get to nerd out about like audio and the military and shit. So like, I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. I'm always happy to be here, man. Yeah. I'll be back at some point. I'm sure. I know. I got to figure out where well, Chris is going to be back for, uh, Phantom Menace. And then were you coming back for Hercules? Uh, oh, you're coming back for doing, Saving Private Ryan. That's what it was. You yeah, were coming back for Saving Private Ryan. And I'm doing uh, when you get back to Godzilla. Eventually, we'll do that. Yeah, I know that's a big one. Yeah, we'll do that one too. Um, and Dogma, I think, was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. Kevin Smith movies. Anyway, um, yeah. As always, guys, thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something. Um, join us next week for Space Jam.
I had to add it to the timeline because it wasn't on there and I don't know why, but I've done that for you. So, you know, me, America, sweetheart, you're welcome. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media. You can find the list or excuse me, the links to our sites and social media in the episode descriptions. If you'd like to support the podcast, we do encourage you to follow us on Patreon where you can find all of our show notes for each episode. Make sure to check out the website for all our timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you want to see and we'll make it happen. But until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>